What the hell? Hello and welcome to episode number 60 of Unrelenting February 17th. 2023 60 i mean you think we'd be getting good at this gene but wow i just did the 100th episode of sir gene speaks so i saw uh, that i'm like wow you're still that's that many i can't believe it yeah yeah i thought you'd only and done then, like five or ten episodes well no that, that i think what you're trying to say is you've listened to only five or ten episodes that's possible <laughs> they all sound so much alike i can't tell the difference between one to the other uh-huh that's that part of it uh, may be true because at least 50% of the content is me. So there is some repetition or similarity then. But then I could say that about the entirety of No Agenda Stream, which you're on every single day. I know. I try to speak on the stream more than Adam Curry. That's just my goal. Mm-hmm. And I do on some weeks, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true across the board. Probably not. In my mind, though, it's a completely different thing. But Unrelenting, episode 60. I mean, I guess we're totally past our prime now. Uh, yeah. Well, if the if we're going to die by 100, then yeah, <laughs> for sure. But the uh, the Don Lemon thing, I was just reading about that. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, are you up to speed on the Don uh, Lemon Nikki no, Haley no. controversy? What's, what's the latest? I mean, he seems to have one every month. I, well, this is it. And it's funny because all of a sudden the left is trying to cancel him and he is gay. He's black. He's everything the left likes. Except a man. I mean, that's the mm. bad part right there. But I guess they moved him to a morning show, which I mean, again, I know nothing about nothing because I don't watch anything. And they moved him to a morning show with two women. Mm-hmm. And I guess they had a clip of Nikki Haley who says she's running for president, which is fine. But they ran a clip of her and she was taking on Joe Biden mm-hmm. and probably Donald Trump by talking about, hey, we, we need... We need a politician. You know, we need politicians that aren't past their prime. You know, I kind of agree with that. Oh, I do too. But Don Lemon's take on this, which he's getting bent over the coals for, mm-hmm. was, well, Nikki Haley better be careful because at, you know, 52, she's not really in her prime either. And oh, she's talking about herself. Maybe. I don't know. No, she was oh, okay. obviously talking about the Bidens and the uh, Trumps. Right. Yep. Yep. But he made the comment that at 52, she wasn't in her prime and the women <laughs> immediately that he was doing the show with. What do you mean? And uh, people are just throwing I mean, all the even conservative sites. I mean, I think Breitbart, just the new, all the people covering this are like, oh, he's a horrible sexist person. It's like, well, wait, wait, wait. One, how is it sexist to say somebody of an age is past their prime? Yeah, that's unless, ageist, not sexist. Yes, unless you specifically totally. say. Well, at 52, Nikki Haley's past her prime because she's a woman. Now, a 52 year old guy is in his mm-hmm. and he's like, well, don't don't yell at me. He's like, just go Google when is a woman in her prime? And here's the funny thing. Now, if you Google that question, all you get are stories about Tom Lemon, like the mm-hmm. first 5000 pages. It's all about this. And if you do the, the now, if you don't know how to do a good search, kids, you yeah. can do negative sign lemon to get rid of all the shit that mentions Don Lemon. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're seeing he's absolutely right. Doctors forever, you know, whoever 
does this kind of stuff. Whoever is figuring out this information or like, you know, a woman is in her prime from like anywhere between 25 and 45, three, right. See, there you go. And Mm -hmm. some of them even went up to 50, but I didn't see anybody (laughs) saying that a woman was in her prime over 50. So he was just literally making the comment that you're going to say somebody's past their prime, honey. You're not in your prime either. Well, how old is he? I don't know. I can look. I mean, I'm guessing just from looking at Don Lamont that he's probably he's close. 50 ish. Yeah. Right? That would be my yeah. guess. I don't think he's like 20s or anything like that. I mean, it's not wrong. He was, yeah, he's 56. So he he wasn't yeah. like, I'm in my yeah. prime. There you go. He's just making so, the point that if you're in your 50s and you and I know. But, that but here's the thing. Prime is defined differently for men and women. Well, yeah, for women, it's usually like, you know, that's it. It's like, well, you mean childbearing? It's, it's childbearing and a ability to get a husband. So it's attractiveness <laughs> combined with the physical ability to have a child. Gene at surgene.com. Literally the definition. And then for men, it is generally uh, money. It is how, how set are you in case an emergency happens to take care of your family? But it's like, so some men get into their primes much earlier. I would say Elon Musk was in his prime much sooner in life because he became a multimillionaire very early on. Let's just say physical and mental acuity is how you're going to rate this and forget anything. Let's just pretend we live in Star Trek world where nobody has to make money and everybody is provided for your physical and mental acuity. Yes. Thank you. The Mm -hmm. physical and mental acuity starts to drop off after 50 we know this Mm -hmm. and to deny that and to make it sexist it's like i think don lamont is a dick and i don't like his politics but i don't appreciate when people go after try to cancel and just social media lynch which i guess is a really bad people you can't say that he's black but go after somebody you can't cancel a gay black man they're good they're trying I don't know how it's like he, he should have like the Teflon on him. Yeah, exactly. But it's still what's happening because people are just that insane. And you make any comment about anything. This is why we're mm-hmm. way too far down this rabbit hole of people being able to one be canceled. Thanks to all the social media stuff that we've seen over the last years. Yeah. And in the, you know, in the public eye, it's like any little comment and it's like, Oh no, you can't, you have to apologize for it. There's been a lot of, cases usually it was white older white guys saying things so of course it was okay to go after them Mm -hmm. but making comments that i don't think were taken you know in context i mean joe biden even now this is like twice i remember in the last maybe it was a year or so for the last one but he was with that uh black politician and called him a boy and this happened within like the last year if i'm remembering correctly as Mm -hmm. well but, but age wise, I think there was sufficient difference for yes. him to have made that mistake. Yes. And I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's racist. I don't think that is what that the uh, president was thinking when he said right. it. One, I don't well, think Biden then again, much. for him, it may have been it, but, it's possible uh, given his history. But that wouldn't be the first thing that I would no. run no. into and say, even though I don't it, like Joe Biden. Yeah. It's like, let's just be fair. Yeah. Just like Morgan Whalen, the country mm-hmm. artist who was using the N word with his buddies don't think Mm -hmm. that made him racist either yeah you got to move and look at actually uh the context of things 
Mm-hmm. And Don Lemon, I mean, he was right on. He's like, well, go look it up. Wherever you want to look it up, look it up. A woman is not in her prime at 52 or whatever Nikki Haley. Oh, wait a minute. So he was trying to mansplain this? Well, he said, look it up because they are the media. That sounds like mansplaining to me. Down, 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 down. It's the minute he said it. They were just like, why would you ever use that? Because immediately after he said she wasn't in her prime, they were like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what the fuck do you mean? What am I talking about? I'm just telling Mm -hmm. you a fact. She's not in her prime. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's nothing against her. It doesn't mean that she can't do the job. Lord knows we don't want a 30 year old or 23 year old president. I don't think. Well, we can't have one. I think 35 35. is the minimum, I believe. It's in the 30s. Yeah, maybe 32. Which incidentally, at the time that 35 was set as the minimal age, people typically lived into their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, that was an elder at that point. That was somebody that was in the latter half of their life past 35. So what you're saying is if you did the math and you changed that to today's At least Trump's age. Yeah, well, Trump and older. Yeah, yeah, 60 and up would probably be. Uh-huh. You can't be president until you're 60 because I'm guessing yeah. the thought was you want somebody to ha- that in that office to have a certain amount of life experience and yeah. wisdom. Yeah, exactly. And and but also not really what I would call prime. I would call that, you know, the wise old age, not the prime of life. Is it? it for men, typically it is financially related, or at least again, related to the ability to maintain a household, uh, which could have meant your ability to use firearms in older days, not just your ability to make money, your ability to be a farmer and farmland, your ability to go hunting successfully and provide food. Those things were important for men. They weren't at all important for women. No, and things have changed a little since then. No, but also back then it was extremely unusual for some man to get married to a woman who was outside the reproductive age. Because what's the point? It's not, it's not a, oh, you just like them younger. It's a matter right. of like the reason to get married is to start a family. And then, uh, once, uh, once you do that, um, you know, that's where the majority of your life is lived, well, which it's is not why to guys go live get a, a life really bad rap and then start a family, which is kind of what we do now. Uh, we, we tend to live our lives first, both men and women make some money. Well, make some money, go have a lot of fun, go, you know, have a lot of sex, do things that typically used to be done after you're married. And then you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, I guess I can settle down now. And actually did the family thing. And uh, I, I certainly followed that path as well. I, I got married in my late 20s, which is probably not that old these days, but it's certainly much older than what people used to get married at. Yeah, I got married at uh, 25. Okay, so I was just a few years behind you. So, but, except I'm still married, but you're still married. I know. Right. <laughs> I guess some people never learn. I know. But, uh, but I think it would have been more like, you know, men were married in their early twenties to women who were teenagers. Well, right. And this is why I think guys get a bad rap when they, when all those old perverts want to go out with the young women it's like no it's it's biologically mm-hmm. ingrained in our dna the main yep. thing in our dna is keep the line going procreate and right. move on yep 
So in the mail, it's all about looking yeah. for a woman that can do that. Now, for women, as they say, it is usually well looking for a man that can provide for them. And that's a very yep. sexist thing, stability, too, isn't it? Stability and, uh, and just financial ability. Yeah, those two things. And that's uh, it. But that, but that's the thing. I mean, we could almost do a whole show on the topic because the the way that I think people typically expect to pair up and what marriage has become is a lot more of a middle age activity than it ever used to be for like literally the history of people. Like people want to delay that marriage until much later in life. Women want to have kids in their forties. Which, you know, there's a lot of literature out there saying at just how much riskier that is, how much more expensive that is. Yeah, and which is why we have a lot of kids who uh, can't comprehend reading and math because their brains are mush because they they don't have the right DNA. You don't want to be well, born I, that late. I wouldn't go quite that, that far, Mr. Eugenicist, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll go a part of the way there for sure. I I think that there's at the very least, if a lot of people are delaying. And by people, I mean women having kids until their 40s. There are fewer kids that are going to be born because you may have one. You may possibly have two, but you're probably not going to have three if you start in your 40s. Right. You're, you're, Hell, you may not have three if you started in your 30s. No, the clock ends. The clock runs out. Yeah. At like 31. <laughs> That's why you decide you're you want done. to keep trading them in every few years for a new younger right. model. Well, and remember, too, that historically, a I don't know what the percentage is. I'm sure it can be looked up. But uh, some percentage of women, um, they would die in childbirth. So that, you know, that's not a uh, that's not something that um, historically was guaranteed to be survived through. Right. Medical science has helped with that. Yeah. But it still doesn't change the fact that we all have our primes physically. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying that. Now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, the interesting thing was, uh, you know, on the heels of the, all of this was Joe Biden had his yearly physical. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, oh, he's a vibrant 80. What? I want to know who else this doctor sees because. If Joe Biden is a vibrant 80, mm-hmm. I guess I guess Dick Van Dyke was just on the mask singer at 97 years old. Now that is vibrant. Yeah. Joe Biden is not vibrant. But the one thing missing people have pointed out from the physical, no mental acuity test. Why is that? It's part of it. Why not? Where's the mental acuity test, Joey? Well, uh, absolutely. And you know, we're talking about average things, right? Across the board, not necessarily specifically about any individual. So while I think you can also say that in general, that Don Lemon statement uh, totally makes sense. Yeah. Maybe somebody, uh, you know, is a very late developer and really got into their prime in their 50s. That could happen as well. It would be a rarity. Mm-hmm. But he's exactly. making the statement as we do with everything. It's like, well, the science says. Yeah. And yeah, he's absolutely right. Well, I just didn't understand how it made it sexist. Mm-hmm. Unless you specifically say that men the same age as Nikki Haley, well, they're vibrant and they're in their prime. But her, no, because mm-hmm. she's a woman. It had nothing yeah. to do with being a woman. 
I mean, again, 52, exactly my age. And I hear it's your age, too. I didn't know that that was your real age. Well, it's 152, but sure. You got to drop the one. But we all know, being Mm -hmm. this age, that uh, things are different. Our body does not work the same way they did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you can deny that. Now, if you're Tom Brady, maybe you, you get a little bit of a leeway and maybe he's in his prime until he's 60. I don't know. I mean, of course, he's drinking the blood of virgins or something like yeah. that. So that's a little bit different, too. But this, there's no question that we have the prime ages and then you're on the, the downwards. If you live long enough, you're on the downward slide. Mm hmm. And that's just the way it is. So the fact that they're trying to make this a sexist thing, I think is hilarious again, because he is a gay black man. It's like that. He used to be Teflon. Now you're seeing how much (laughs) this Overton window has moved, which it's like, Oh, yes. No, it's in. There was the, the case that was made a, Mm -hmm. a, maybe a two or three. I don't remember how long Adam Curry and Mo have been doing the Mo facts podcast. Years. I'm not sure how many. This has been talked. That was early on in the run. It was talked about that the maleness over, you know, was uh, was was looked at higher on the scale Mm -hmm. than the blackness, and that was the they predicted this kind of shit Mm -hmm. entirely because it was going to be like it's not going to matter that you're black if you're a man. The toxic masculinity is going to get you. So, oh, because yeah. you're the minority, not going to help anymore because you're gay and you're black. Oh no, you're a man. Mm-hmm. So you're bad. It doesn't matter what else you are. It's never been clearer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's interesting to watch it happen. Uh, it is somewhat predictable or predicted, I think by a few folks, uh, but there's definitely more fracturing happening. <laughs> Let's put it that way because right. The the whole alphabet, the uh, LBGDQ, you know, plus minus apostrophe, et cetera, that whole thing is seeing way more infighting every year. Like it's, it seems like every year there's, there are more people that are uh, unhappy with others in that group. So it's, um, well, it's hilarious because they yeah. don't identify. It was always. You know, the straight guys are horrible because they can't identify with the gay guys. Mm -hmm. Well, now the gay guys are like trans guys. Holy shit. I'm not into. No. And it's like, it's hilarious to uh, to see how far this is going. But it's also Mm -hmm. very detrimental to society as a whole, because as you keep trying to do these carve outs, like, well, we have to give special preferential treatment to these folks because they're black. Oh, and these folks because they're trans and these folks. It's like, no, treat everybody equally. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. I, and I thought that's kind of where we were in the 80s, but I, I did too. I don't know, man. And uh, it was, it's it. It seems like things are they they keep shifting and shifting and shifting. So we'll see what happens. Hey, I've been saying for years, do your homework and go read the Weather Underground manifestos from mm-hmm. the early 70s. Bill Ayers, Bernadette Dorn. I think Ayers was is the name on the, uh, the manifestos. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you read that, well, the way we're going to do this, and this was the group that bombed the Pentagon. I mean, this is the hilarity of, and other buildings, but this is the hilarity of everybody right now, including all of the talking heads on the news saying, oh, January 6th was the biggest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. 
bullshit. Mm-hmm. We had people mm-hmm. literally bombing the fucking Pentagon that were radical leftists. But, you know, they were radical leftists and we like the radical leftists. So we can't talk about that right now. But well, then, I think there was there was coverage of Belair's back back in the, in the day. day as well. I wouldn't quite say that it was not covered at all. It was covered when it was happening. But today, yeah, the way they look at Bill Ayers is like, oh, he's a great hero. He's a professor now at whatever university here in Chicago. Right. He was Barack Obama. Right. He hosted Barack Obama's coming out party, not gay for his political. Well, and career. I think that's because most of the people that are alive right now were not alive to witness the 70s. When we did right. have a lot more conflict between the population and the government, um, and a lot of it motivated for good reasons, but uh, not necessarily good methods. But uh, you know, I mean, there is there is a reason that we have the saying that history repeats itself, or if if at least rhymes, if it doesn't repeat itself, is because there is a lot of generational kind of thinking. Well, yeah, you miss out on what's happened in the past; you get duped. But this mm-hmm. was a group that literally bombed the Pentagon and other buildings back in the day. And they realized when that wasn't effective, they realized that the violence route wasn't going to get them what they wanted. So they came up with a manifesto that was a long-term plan mm-hmm. on how they were going to bring. And their goal has always been to bring Marxism to the United States. How do we get rid of this system that we've got mm-hmm. and replace it with Marxism? And the long-term plan, if you go read this, shows you that, well, there's a few things you need to do. They mentioned taking over the school systems, so they got to get their people in as teachers, and I think that's happened pretty successfully. They wanted to get their people into the news media, which, mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. I think overall that has been very successful and the main thing which is what you brought up just a few minutes ago was we need the fracture we need to have the rich fighting with the poor we need the blacks yeah. fighting with the whites we need the cops fighting with everybody else and, well, and, and that's the kind of stuff that gets classified as conspiracy theory uh-huh even though it's right there in black and white and written by a guy that is friends with the first black president Unless you think Bill Clinton was the first black president, which some people do, <laughs> but he's friends with Barack Obama and wrote yeah. this and he's never, you know, this is the other thing where you talk about the cancel culture of today. I don't remember how recent, but there were some fairly recent interviews with Bill Ayers. Again, the guy behind bombing places and they're like, well, you know, do you, uh, you know, do you feel bad? Do you have any remorse for that? No, no, not at all. And it's like, wait, how does this happen? Well, it happens because people are stupid Mm -hmm. and they don't pay attention and they don't think this stuff is being done for a reason. I mean, you go back to the 80s, we can go push a little further than that. Once Barack Obama was elected, I think a lot of people thought we finally broken that glass ceiling and this was like finishing a marathon that we got Mm -hmm. through that tape and now we're okay. We're good. But things got immensely worse immediately after that. And it's like, if you don't think that's intentional, if you don't think things are being done, if you don't think things are being used, you know, they had the Rodney King thing. Of course, you had the George Floyd death. It's like, if you don't think those things were politicized and used by groups that were trying to do nothing but cause more damage, you're naive. 
Yeah. But even if there is an actual element of, you know, like how the fuck is this happening? Cause uh, Rodney King, uh, it's the incident itself was absolutely horrific. And it pointed to the way that the police were conducting themselves, at least a portion of the police uh, in California at the time, the riots that followed destroyed way more property and, uh, um, you know, probably set the city back uh, quite a ways, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, can you have one without the other? Can you, can you have incidences where police or other governmental bodies, uh, officials behave horribly and then be able to fix them without having uh, a big pushback in the other direction? I don't know. Well, I think you can. If you mm-hmm. look at things logically, like if a white cop kills a black guy, mm-hmm. you don't blame every cop. I mean, like anything else, you have to deal with the criminal offense and the person that committed it. Just like it's mm-hmm. insane. And you're seeing this right now in New York. And I think uh, it was Los Angeles where the stats came out where after they changed the law, like they just changed here in Illinois to give you the no bail, how much more violent crime there's been. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you see, here's the problem. You're not dealing with the criminal going, Hey, you're a criminal, but you're black. So we're not going to hold you on bail because we can't do that because that's racist. Well, that leads to more crime because you're not dealing with the criminal who committed the offense. I don't care what color somebody is. They commit a crime with a gun. You put them in jail. And I've always thought that was the answer to Mm -hmm. all of the gun crime, gun violence thing is the minute somebody commits a crime with a gun, it should be a mandatory 10, 20 year sentence. I don't care if it's even you went in and robbed somebody of five bucks. If you did it with the gun and you're convicted, mandatory jail time. Yep. Because then there's less gun crimes. Yeah. But no, yeah, it, it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't matter what the sex or the race of the person that's committing the crime is. It should be handled exactly the same way. And. um the statistics of the the crimes are used to then create sort of, um, I guess, goals. <laughs> that guy. It seems crazy to even say it that way, but the, this idea that well, there there are too many black men that seem to be uh, given sentences. Therefore, right. we should reduce that number. Well. I, I get I can see a way to rationalize that by saying that only black men are being picked up and right. then everybody else, women, white men, Asian men, et cetera, they're all just, you know, not really being picked up for doing the same crimes. But in this day and age where everybody has a ring doorbell and you can see videos from multiple angles of virtually every police related incident lately, which is I've been posting them on, on uh, both no agenda social and on Twitter quite a bit where we have incidents of, um, uh, of police brutality that just are completely inexcusable uh, and they're happening quite frequently, but also posting incidents of just violent crime that seems to be popping up everywhere mostly focusing on larger cities like New York and, and LA or San Francisco, 
but not exclusive to those cities either. I, I think right now people seem to be very quick on the draw to start throwing fists around, but police are very quick to start throwing fists and, and boots around. And I don't like this. This is, uh, it, it feels like we're moving in the wrong direction. Right. And the, the cameras are great. And I think if you're going to be a cop, yeah. that's part of the deal is you wear a body cam. Yeah. And for their own protection, it's like the cops, anybody that is a good cop should love having that technology because mm-hmm. it means if they do their job correctly, they are not going to get screwed. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you can show on that body camera that somebody else took a shot at you and then you shoot mm-hmm. them, well, then you're in the right. There's no question about it. If they shoot first, you get to shoot back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this concept of, yeah, we have to statistically look at who we're picking up. We may have talked about it on this show. I talked about it somewhere. I mean, was it unrelenting? Was it Planet Rage? I know, you do so many podcasts. Was it grumpy old beds? Was it random thoughts? It's always hard to know. Mm-hmm. But when Chicago changed the law, I think it was Cook County. I don't think it was a state law. But when they changed the law in Chicago mm-hmm. and came out and said, if you're under the age of 18, we will not charge you as an adult for carjacking. You know what happened? Carjacking. More carjackings. The yeah, yes. of course. And it was all 16, 15 year olds. And it's like, well, and then some asshole alderman here was like, well, this is obviously the case of kids playing too many video games like Grand Theft oh, yeah. Auto. Blame something else. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no. You totally. changed the law and said, if you're under 18, you're not going to be tried as an adult. And they're like, well, fuck, then this seems like mm-hmm. a lot more fun. And they, this yeah. is exactly what happens. And then they do, they blame something else. And then they go after whatever, you know, whatever their current political, uh, you know, target is, mm-hmm. but it's, there's no question in my mind why the carjackings went up. It's the same reason why all of these violent crimes are going up the minute. Mm-hmm. somebody gets caught. I mean, you can hit somebody in the head with a brick in New York. They bring you in, they snap your picture and they say, okay, leave. Like, well, of course, why not go hit somebody else in the head with a brick? Well, and I'm, I, I don't think anyone's even bothering to do anything about, you see all these videos of like a group of four to 10 people going into a store with large bags. Right. Not really even wearing masks, no. just kind of loading up on product, tossing whatever the bag the store is selling into the bags and then walking out the front door and nobody does anything about it whatsoever. They're not always walking. I've seen guys do it on their bike. They bring their bike into fucking <laughs> Walgreens. They go down whatever aisle they want. They fill their yeah. hefty bag and they ride yeah. out. Yeah. Like, damn. It's, uh, this is unsustainable because the, the net effect of that is going to be a Store closures. Oh, and it's happening and then that, here. That entire area is no longer serviced by that store. It is happening here in Chicago. There was a, I think a Whole Foods in mm-hmm. Inglewood here in Chicago, which is a very dangerous neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was an Aldi. Either way, they opened up the store to great fanfare. After mm-hmm. a year or two, whatever it lasted, there were so many robberies. They're like, well, we're losing money here. So we're closing down. Then of course, everybody's like, oh, what a horrible business. It's like, no, no, no. It ain't the horrible business when they are losing money at a location because crime is running so rampant. You don't deserve Mm -hmm. a grocery store. If crime is running that rampant in your neighborhood, because you have the ability at some point, 
to stand up and do something about it. Yeah. It's like, you yep. can't blame the store if they're losing money to go. Well, we're just, I mean, there were, I think it was Walgreens. Like, well, we're just going to leave San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Completely. And I remember this even just, well, decades ago, I remember when there was an area in Minneapolis that there was a uh, McDonald's in and it, it got torched. They rebuilt and, you know, I don't know how long it takes, maybe half a year or something reopened. And then within, within like six months, it got torched again. And they're like, and at that point, they're like, we're, we're no longer allowing McDonald's uh, franchises to be in this area. Done. The neighborhood neighborhood lost nuts, to right? McDonald's. Uh-huh. And then they're mad. Congratulations. Yes. It's like, I just don't get it. It's just like a lot mm-hmm. of the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd riots. I mean, the irony mm-hmm. is most of the areas that got torched and or destroyed mm-hmm. were the poor black neighborhoods. Yeah. It's like, what sense does this really make? Who is being hurt? When all this yeah. comes to fruition. Well, you're in Chicago. You tell me. Well, not me. I'm outside of Chirac. Well, you, now, now you say you're outside. Usually you're saying you're in Chicago. So now I say just from coming from just outside of Chirac. Just outside. There you go. I'm even exactly. out just outside of Crook County. My parents still live in Crook County. Oh, where I, I love that name, by the way. It is. It's, well, it's so apropos. Right. It's it's right to the point. I went far enough south to where it changed over and I'm like, okay, we can live here, like right over mm-hmm. the border. And I really, what I should have done was gone just over the border into Indiana because things would have been even better. Cause I could be in well, Indiana. I would say in like 20, if I was going to pick minutes. a border, I would probably pick the, either the Iowa border uh, or the, uh, what's the South border, uh, Tennessee. The old Tennessee's down there. Well, Tennessee, yeah. There was a time, maybe 15 years ago, I was down looking for a house in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But, but things have changed, man. They have gotten, Nashville's just as bad as Chirac now. I mean, the pricing no. on everything, it's getting You're there. Kidding. No, Nashville has gotten very, very, very expensive. I mean, there are still places you can go, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you're going to be a podcaster, you know, if you're going to yeah. do the YouTube videos, what you want is broadband and like farmland. That's all you really need. Well, that's literally, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for or, or at least, you know, starting to look for. Yeah. Because there's, um, I've been living in Austin for over a decade. And while it was had plenty of pluses initially, I'm not really utilizing any of those pluses since COVID. Um, maybe even a little before COVID, frankly. Uh, you know, used to have a boat, don't have a boat anymore. Used to have a jet ski, don't have a jet ski anymore. Um, used to go out to bars like three, four nights a week. Don't do that at all anymore. Now you haven't even had a drink in over a year. I haven't had a drink in over a year. Yeah. So like a lot of the benefits of Austin are not really benefits. I mean, they are to other people that are still doing those things, obviously just not to me anymore. Well, if you're a shit kicking alt country fan, then you're in the perfect place, but I don't think that's your style of music. That's not really, no, I'm not really listening to a whole lot of live or recorded stuff these days. So I don't know. I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Like a nice little out of the way farm ish kind of thing. I mean, I don't know if I actually need a whole, full-blown farm but certainly something with a little more land uh to maybe shoot some guns and grow some veggies on and then what and, you would uh, want is a high-speed internet for sure high-speed internet 
an underground bunker at least 30, 40 feet under the earth mm-hmm. that you can broadcast from. Yeah. That would be absolutely perfect. I mean, back in the day, I remember it was probably like in the 80s and 90s when you started seeing mm-hmm. the photos of the retrofitted missile silos that people were living in. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. It was like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, of course, I hate. Yeah. No heat. windows, but yeah. Right. I hate the heat, but this is it. I mean, back then we didn't have the technology we have now. Now you get the right displays, you put them up and it looks just like a window. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weren't you going to do that? Are you still planning on doing that? I thought about it. I'm still considering it. I mean, it's, okay. it's crazy, but it would be nice just to be able to have a, instead of posters on the wall. Yeah. Put some monitors, make it pretend like it's windows. Uh huh. And that would be cool to be able to look out. Well, that's yeah. the whole concept of that disney hotel that's doing shitty now go figure mm-hmm. that whole star wars thing which is instead of having windows outside it's they it looks like you're flying through space which i think is a really cool idea to do an immersive yeah, so it's environment like simulating star trek or star wars i guess yes and it's yeah. as you said the main thing is you you can have a huge building without windows because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about any of that uh no. you could be mole people and live underground Right. See, Brooklyn just says I could have Taylor Swift videos playing on every monitor throughout the house. That would be perfect. You probably would. Yeah. <laughs> be like, look, Taylor Swift right outside my window and I can't get out the window. Yeah. And she likes it that way. I know. Well, yeah, there's a restraining order and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So we, exactly. we're, I'm not supposed to even mention it to be, to be honest. So ah, we could just cut okay. that out right. of the, uh, of the show. But does that restraining order also require you to buy all her products? Yes. At least 14. I thought so. I thought that was the case. Yeah. At least 14 different versions of everything. I mean, I was kind of pissed because although they didn't email it out, which has happened on a few of these, like when you, I had you order me some stuff. They, they didn't send it out to the mailing list. They came out with another special heart shaped album on Valentine's day. And of course I was in the Mm -hmm. hospital. So, I mean, come on, Taylor, can you send me the album? It was sold out. Like by the time Mm -hmm. I figured out they had it. And this is how this stuff goes up. The, there is a Taylor Swift release on record store day as well, which is April Mm -hmm. 23rd this year. Yeah. And I've never gone to stand in line for a record store day. Cause it really, there's only ever been like one or so album coming out. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time, but Mm -hmm. this on April 23rd, there's a Taylor Swift album. There is a Ted Nugent from the vaults album coming out. Mm Mm-hmm which you can only get on record store day. Of course, there's a Frank Turner album. There's a um, Van Halen live set coming out. There's like five or six different things that I'm like, Oh, I would, I would buy that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I might have to go wait in line, even though that's a real pain in the ass, but at least it's April, not like November. So the weather shouldn't be too bad, but that's the whole concept there. It's kind of like the Taylor Swift thing where it's like, we have a very limited supply and you know it's going to sell out quick, and this is how they get you. Yeah. Well, uh, we've had some fun topics here. How's your health, by the way? Sorry, I was just coughing. Um, <laughs> right, iron. I still alive. Right? You know, I <laughs> muted it. The uh, well, it was great because last Friday, I mean, I mm-hmm. should I should have fucking knocked on wood or something because I we did the show, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got off that. I got off that fish oil and I've been doing this. I've been taking my electrolytes, which I've got my electrolytes here. And I'm like, well, everything's been good. And then Saturday. Yeah, not so much. I, it was, uh, and I don't know what sets these things off or not. 
but it was like mm-hmm. Saturday night. I made things were doing good. And I'm like, well, we haven't made popcorn in a while. So I made in my, my little, whatever it is, the, the machine that you put some oil at the bottom and there's a little rod that spins around to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And I threw some coconut oil in there, which yeah. maybe was the problem. Although, you know, allegedly coconut oil is supposed to be fairly healthy as opposed to some other oils. That's what we've been told for a while now, I think. Uh huh. So I took some coconut oil. I took some kernels, made a little bit of popcorn, had the popcorn. And like an hour later, the mm. heart's like. <laughs> I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. And, <laughs> you know, I, I assumed because the Apple Watch, while they're smart, they're not super smart. Mm hmm. The uh, Apple Watch was showing, and I, it, to be fair, they do, I think, legally say that the reading shows possible signs of atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's what was going on again, because I had AFib without a doubt. The, I mean, the only time I can guarantee you I had it mm-hmm. was after gallbladder surgery, where I like puked a lot afterwards, because me and anesthesia don't always go well together yeah and it went into afib and they gave me whatever medication it was and released me the next day and everything was fine now these other Mm -hmm. things that i've been having at home now that i was like well okay i'll give it a day or two hopefully it'll just resolve on its own and it was going in and out i mean there were times i could do a 30 second ekg on the phone it was like everything's great sinus rhythm Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you know the next 30 seconds was all over the place so I finally went, okay, on Valentine's Day, I was trying to give the wife an experience on uh, the morning. I'm like, oh, you know, I think maybe we should just go in to the ER because I was under the impression that if, you know, if it's AFib, they could just give you something, reset it and send you on your way. Mm-hmm. So we went in and I will say our local hospital out here because it's outside of Chirac and I guess we don't have a lot of gunshot wounds or anything here. Walked into the ER at like eight in the morning, maybe eight 30. I was getting an EKG done within three minutes of walking in the front door, mm. which I was like, this is, this is good service. I like this. Mm-hmm. And the end result being, they took some uh, blood, of course, with a lot of blood and they did some x-rays and put me on the monitor sitting there. And the ER doctors like, it's not AFib. It was just a bunch of extra heartbeats, which are the, what they call them packs, you know, mm. pre, uh, like premature arterial complex. So the heart's beating normally, but faster. I'm confused. It is sinus rhythm mm-hmm. and it's having extra beats that are coming in outside of the rhythm. And it could be one, it could be two. There were times it was like five or six. So rather than just beating mm-hmm. one, 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 it was like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, you know, and it just, extra. Oh, that's not good. I know. <laughs> but I mean, the nice thing was it wasn't, the heart was not fibrillating. So mm-hmm. since the heart was actually clearing out the blood, this was not a major stroke risk, you're at least like not AFib. damaging the heart yeah because a lot of people don't realize that with afib you're actually damaging the heart with that yes because it's not beating properly blood clots can form mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff and i know i mean it's hard to remember and i don't even think there was any real paperwork at the time mm-hmm. when i was seven years mm-hmm. old i remember getting something very similar to these sensations and it would almost 
make mm-hmm. me pass out. Of course, it could just be that I'm fucking tall and I mm-hmm. had growth spurts. The nurse that I had said that her brother, who she's like, oh, she's like, what do you do? I'm a podcaster. She's like, oh, my brother does Twitch. And mm. he's seven foot two. And I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, that's really tall. Uh-huh. So maybe he wouldn't be hard to find. How many seven foot two uh, guys on, on a, Twitch? On yeah, Twitch? probably not many. Yeah. There'd be. Uh, but she said he used to have growth spurts that were so fast he would just pass out because his body couldn't, you know, handle Jesus what was going on. I'm like, well, that's okay. That makes a certain amount of sense. Mm-hmm. But I spent like 12 days in the hospital when I was seven. And it was it was something very similar because the doctors were perplexed mm-hmm. being that if I went in and said, hey, I don't feel good. They would run an EKG. Like I was just saying, and it, oh, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. But then out of nowhere, it kicks in and then it goes away and then it kicks in, then it goes away. You know, unfortunately, this last few times that I've had this, it took days for it to to go away. But I, you know, so it's good and bad knowing that it's not AFib, mm-hmm. but it is still something. And while, you know, all doctors, you know, uh, when you're getting old and while I've been told I need to lose weight, which I have been. Yes. This time, the all car- us do. Right. The cardiologist is like, I can't even really tell you that this is because of your weight. He's like, I. It's because of your height. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is it. It's like, you, this is just what you have. And uh-huh. while there may be a trigger, and, you know, we'll, of course, try to determine that, he's mm-hmm. like, this could just be the road that you're starting down because you're so tall and getting older. Mm-hmm. And I just saw, I mean, it was, um, this morning, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's latest thing is trying to bring light, shedding light on AFib because he's got AFib. Because he's alive people, still. Yeah, believe it or not, which he's in his seventies. You don't. Okay. That's the other thing. You know, you don't see a lot of really old tall guys. No, you don't see a lot of like NBA guys that are like in their eighties. And no. uh, the reason is because if you're tall, you're probably going to have heart issues which i told that to adam before the show and he's just like well i'm tall like yeah but mm-hmm. just get that checked out i mean if you feel anything you know the earlier they can get you on something to make sure you know you're not damaging the heart which is the main right. thing yeah so it'll be an interesting uh thing to go down they put me on a drug that is an anti-arrhythmatic i can't say that for mm. some reason that's a arrhythmic so you're it's a, a rhythm and uh an enhancing drug i guess to keep your heart in okay. rhythm and yeah. but the would you go and read about this drug i mean that that could give you a heart attack just reading about the drug oh yeah all it's nothing comes without side even i would say nothing comes without major side effects these days right so you got to kind of do the do the math and to be fair i'm like you know it probably makes sense because the heart was going so haywire even though and it's a very weird thing mm-hmm. when the response is like, yeah, but this is really more benign. It's not really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but I can't sleep because the heart's like, and it's like, well, then what, you know? And it's like, and it is a stress causer, you know, maybe with enough time, you can convince yourself that, Hey, what's happening is perfectly normal. And I shouldn't be stressed mm-hmm. out about it. But I think that takes a while. Well, if you were tired enough, I'm sure you'd fall asleep. Well, this is true, which, you know, that's also a bit. This is the hilarity of all of this, which is, well, you know, it could be triggered by stress. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, st- I'm stressed because it's been triggered. 
Right. You know, the it's same the thing, loop. lack of the, right. The lack of yeah. sleep can cause it. Well, I can't sleep because I've been triggered and I'm under stress. Right. And there's only a certain amount of things that one can control. And I guess it's just a, a day by day thing. And, you know, luckily, yeah. I mean, there's only been a couple of times well, during the podcast here. I felt it, but it's, it, it comes and goes within a second or two now, rather than something that's mm-hmm. going to stick around for minutes or hours or days. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. So we'll so see. We're talking about Don Lemon. What else am I out of the loop on? The government possibly shooting down somebody's raspberry pie balloon over. Oh yeah. Alaska. Yeah. So no, so I did talk about that. In fact, on the uh, live stream yesterday, uh, on uh, YouTube slash at Griffcast, it was, it does seem very, very likely that the balloon that was shot down was actually a hobbyist balloon. Yeah. From some group right here in Illinois. Uh-huh. Exactly. And this is all because they saw one Chinese balloon and then went, oh, fuck all balloons. Yeah. At this point, I think that any non-U.S. governmental balloons are in, in mortal danger. Yes. From like $40,000 missiles or more that are being. Or shot. more. I, I would have guessed they're more than that. But, but the other part that I thought was hilarious was that they, they had used four missiles to shoot down three balloons. That that means one of them missed. Yes. Oh, yeah. One of them missed and fell in the ocean or water somewhere, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's dangerous or uh, what, what goes I mean, on. it's not good. No. Yeah. 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 You know, that's um, it. And it's like when you start looking, you know, there's a lot of hobbyists. You know, this was yeah. the whole thing, even with the Chinese balloon. Mm-hmm. Because. They were like, well, of course, the, you know, China had control. And I'm like, wait, this is an unmanned balloon mm-hmm. with some sensors on it. Yep. How do you know they had any control? I mean, all you can do in a balloon is bring it up or down. You don't get to choose right. the direction it goes in. Yeah. But that's how they they're That's how they do kind of steer it is by how high up it is. Now, the question they, they is know the wind patterns, right? Well, that's the question, though, with that balloon, you know, was there something involved mm-hmm. that let it adjust how high it was? You know, I don't know anything about the technology of the balloons. I also mm-hmm. don't know exactly how much information you can gather by just flying something that high over an area like, well, obviously, we're going to get some really top secret information. It's like, can you really? I mean, how much? Can you really glean from data from a well, balloon I mean, that just if flying? If you have a camera, you can glean quite a bit. Well, you can. Well, yeah, but all that stuff's out there anyway. Go to Google Earth and look at, you know, it's right, not but real the, time. The, but the satellites that are providing this from Google Earth are there's 300 kilometers plus. Uh, yeah, but you could read the brand on a title list, you know, from the whatever. Allegedly. Yeah, so just think of how good the quality is from a balloon. About the same. Mm, maybe be a little better yeah i mean your payload's a lot lighter but you're like closer to the ground as well but why and that, no, really and that's assuming that you you're using that? visual stuff which it may not be maybe radar or something else could be picking up radio wave well this is the other thing with the drones and all of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's like well you know that it's not hard to launch these kind of things over any yeah. sensitive area 
and they're probably not going to be caught. They were talking about on uh, the NASCAR race last night. Yeah, NASCAR is back. I'm glad because I, I got rid of baseball. And at least now I have something to pay attention to a little bit in the sporting world. But they were talking about one of the new cameras that they installed in the car. And they mm-hmm. were like, I couldn't even believe how small it was and the, the amount of you know visual data mm. that it could send back. And we know this from even the you know crappy little webcams and stuff. What are you, are you using like a Logitech webcam or something now? Yeah. I mean, you see how small that is. It's like, how hard would it be to put that in a drone and fly it around your house? You would never even see it unless you heard it. Well, the DJI drones, I mean, they've got a variety of them, but the They've got some pretty damn small ones, quite a bit smaller than what I used to have. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the original ones, you yeah. one, you would probably see and you would hear them because they're like, you know, they're getting yeah. smaller. They're getting quieter. They are getting quieter. So there's a couple of things. First of all, like the balloons don't have to necessarily spy either. They could be jamming. That's another use that you could do from a balloon. But as far as the drones, I watched a video recently that talked about a different type of propeller blade uh, it looks more like a spiral you've probably seen like on um, some of these spiral windmills so they don't have blades they have spirals that spin so it doesn't matter what direction the wind's coming from it spins in the same direction that's and these, i haven't seen that but that's a cool idea you've never seen that no. yeah they just kind of look like a metal spiral that's more tall than it is wide um well, okay, here's something you've seen is the vents on, on the top of houses that spin. Have you seen oh, those? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. totally. So somewhat looking like that, they have uh, propeller blades. So they look more like, you know, veins that are twisted rather than uh, your traditional propeller shape, which looks like a wing rotating around an axis. And apparently these things are super quiet. Like, I mean, you could still hear them if you're standing next to them, but they're easily like 10 times quieter than the normal propeller blade on a um, drone. So it, it makes drones way, way um, quieter. And that is the case for who cares about a balloon that's that high? I mean, I just, I mean, I, okay, I, well, get I think it. we ought to care. I mean, I'm not going to just dismiss it and say, yeah, it doesn't matter what's flying up there. That's, that's roughly the altitude where we used to fly our, our, um, Spy planes, the oh, right. uh, oh, right. SR-71s. The ones that could stay in the air for days. Mm, I don't think they could stay in the air for days. Well, they, yeah, they with refueling and stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah. they, they didn't, la- you know, they didn't, la- I mean, I understand there's a limitation with, uh, with the fuel, but you're right. I get it. There's, there's all mm-hmm. sorts of spy stuff going on. I just like that they tried to politicize this immediately, which was, well, it was happening under the previous administration, but they right. didn't notice. Right. It's like, really? And I think there's some truth to that, too. I just don't think it was a big deal. The other thing is, right, I don't, you China, know what? We're not spying on anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid the U.S. ever spy. Oh, my God. I had a uh, I have a video and I, I don't think I posted it. I'll probably stick it on no agenda and on, on Twitter. That is a 3D animation of the earth that has little pin marks in every location that there are currently more than 1,000 U.S. troops. There's, there's probably 200 pin marks like that around the globe. Oh, yeah, no it's, doubt. It's hard to find a country where the U.S. does not have a presence of at least 1,000 troops. If it, is a, if it is a friendly country, most likely we got somebody there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they might yeah, just be hanging out and enjoying They the might scenery. be called advisors. Right. They might be called trainers. They might be whatever you want to call them. But these are, uh, you know, American enlisted and uh, commissioned guys with guns in whatever capacity you want to you want to say they're in. These are armed Americans outside of the border of America. You know, but soon it'll just be our chat GPT going up against another country's chat GPT, mm-hmm. and then they can battle to the death. Yes, the chat, the battle of the chat GPTs. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I, I've I've been following from the news standpoint on this stuff. I think chat GPT, the current version, has some, you know, it has some uses. I like Neva, the search engine that uses AI to give you more human styled answers. The biggest, the best part of that is that instead of the Google answer, which is usually an advertisement for somebody like that, that's the default thing that Google presents is say, Oh, would you like to go to this website and buy some crap? At least Neva just doesn't do that. It gives you links to actual locations. Uh, but the chat GPT thing, I think while we can make fun of it and everything else, and talk about how it's politicized and that it's really focused on um, a very sort of typical, let's just say, San Francisco mindset in its answers. Like that's the filter it's going through. Uh, it's it's still just very much a work in progress. It's a it's a demo. Oh, yeah. And as newer versions come out, I have full confidence that there will be, you know, conserva GPT. Or conservative chat. Oh, right. Because they're already and, showing the bias that the thing has because of where it's grabbing its data from. Well, it's beyond that. It's actually a filter. Like they literally have filters to prevent it. Nice. Uh, like after it finds the answers, they have filters to prevent it from doing things that they could get in trouble for. Well, I know like, there was something he, where somebody typed in, write something, a nice poem about Donald Trump or something. And it was like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, and I and I've I've done that as well, and that those are you've wrote a nice poem those about are, Donald Trump. I've asked it to do that. Yeah, I did that live on one of the uh, streams that we do, and it's like I don't want to be political, and then you're like, write a nice poem about Nancy Pelosi, and it does. It's amazing because <laughs> clearly that's not political. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a a very definite bias that's in there, but the idea with the filters is I could ask it. How do I make nitroglycerin? How do I make fuel, air, you know, fertilizer stuff, whatever you want to call. Uh How do I make homemade uh, drugs of any kind? And it, there's no reason that chat GPT couldn't just give you the answer. Like it knows, right. It's got access to all that data. Um, it, it, it wouldn't care whether something is a secret formula or not. You could probably ask it what is the the secret formula of coca-cola and it will tell you exactly right, how to make right. something taste like coca-cola so <clears throat> so there are human imposed filters on this collection of data collection of knowledge that we have that are really meant for uh legal and eh, i don't know just sort of corporate protection reasons but into once you create the filter, once that filter exists and we're people are human, it's really not it's it's hard to not let your politics leak into it as well. Oh, no doubt, because, well, we don't want people talking about certain events. In fact, on YouTube, you know, there are still things that uh, can't be mentioned 
that oh, what can't be mentioned on YouTube where you are right now. Exactly. Exactly. They, they, now, I don't talk about those topics a whole lot. They pop up occasionally, but COVID. generally not, not really topics. Vaccine. Yeah. Things related to a variety of medical conditions. Yes. uh, That the CDC and everybody else has uh, come out with revised statements, let's just say. And um, no, YouTube hasn't. They're still exactly where they were. The Lancet just had a thing that Mm -hmm. having COVID Mm -hmm. way more, way more preventative at catching it again than any mRNA vaccine. Yeah, well, I mean, Fauci initially said that as well before yeah. he changed his mind. Well, well, so the, before the he point got his arm that, twisted, right? Yeah, the point is that there, there are politics involved in all this stuff. And unfortunately, if humans make it, it probably will include some politics. And it just so happens that a lot of this tech is made in a place that people that have a certain political bend to the left tend to live, which is San Francisco uh, now or Austin these days, frankly, because even though we're in Texas and Austin, Austin really is like a little slice of California. Uh, so there, lucky? there is a very, I know, well, Hey, you live outside of Chirac. I live inside of Austin. Yeah, so that's bad. This is why I'm outside. We're actually yeah, in, a, know, we're actually in gotta, a, red, a red area. I got to get outside as well. Uh-huh. I got to. We all need to go outside, man. That's that's the bottom line. You got to walk at least 45 minutes a day. That's what Adam Curry told you. Uh, he did. Yeah. I can't believe if he said that right on the show. How dare he? How dare he give the information? Tell me what to do. Uh-huh. Gene, get out and walk, buddy. Get out and walk, man. And he, yeah. I love the you're welcome anytime, but just wait at least a month. I just talked to you for two hours. So. Yeah. Well, and, and you think he's kidding. He's not kidding. So <laughs> no, I didn't think he was kidding at all. Uh huh. Uh huh. My favorite part of the Ed I did Curry- cancel the last trip I had planned to get out there. I literally canceled last minute just because I had some stuff come up that couldn't be. I mean, to be shifting. fair, the Adam Curry interview that you did on mm-hmm. the Griffcast channel on YouTube mm-hmm. was the only good thing I've ever seen on that channel so far. But I'll, I'll, keep, I'll, keep, I'll keep looking. Um, well, that could be because you're not watching the channel. No, I have. Been. Uh, it's it's on my you? Roku, oh, okay. dude. It's All on right. my Roku. All and right. I, and the, oh, good. The, the one time I turned it on uh-huh. and my wife was starting to like fall asleep. And of course you were on because you're always, always live. It seems uh, I'm always live. Yeah. And, exactly. and I turned it on, was watching for like three minutes. She like opens her eyes. She's like, what kind of shit is this? Mm. And I'm like, that's Gene. Oh. That wasn't it's like, it. that's the guy you've been talking to this whole time that I never listened to because yeah. I never listened to your podcast. Exactly. Well, yeah, oh, she's not going to okay. listen to my podcast. There's no question about well, it. She's definitely not going to listen to mine or or my video stuff either. I'm sure the Adam Curry interview was interesting because you took it in different places because you're not asking these. I mean, there were some of the stuff because you have to get in the podcasting 2.0. Yeah. And all of that stuff. But my favorite was I got to be trolling you along. Cause I was just still freaking exhausted. That was the first day on the new medication. I was right. like told Bemrose over at grumpy old bands. I'm like, I'm just too tired to do the show. And then I mm-hmm. saw, well, you were doing the Podfather interview. And I'm like, wow, this is like years in the making. So I, yeah, I'm pretty close to it. Uh, I mean, it was about a year ago that I asked them to be on and it, you know, he had a time available a year later. So I tuned into the YouTubes and I'm like, well, I may as well troll along. I, I don't get to troll a lot. 
Yeah, you were try- I trying to ignore you, but I definitely oh. saw the trolling happening. Well, I did. Here's the thing. Because anybody watching right now, they see you. You yeah. got your big headphones on. You got the yep. glasses on, so I can't see your eye at all. Yep. You're very close to the microphone. But yep. I was watching. As, I mean, I had it full screen, and I was watching pretty closely. Full screen. Jesus, you pervert. <laughs> well, on one of the screens. I got three of them. Okay. All right. And, you know, I would type in whatever quip I was a little insult I was trying to throw in there. Mm-hmm. And I could just see the hint of a smile on your face. It's you're like, yeah, fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Why, why is he posting this? <laughs> but that's exactly yeah. why. Yeah. Oh, no. Everybody knows you're an asshole. There's yes. no two ways about that. I mean, I have video, audio. There, it's we're, this is not a secret. <laughs> it's like I will embrace sure. that. Uh-huh. And it got uh-huh. the desired effect. There was no question about yeah. it. Uh-huh. I, if I don't keep you on your toes, you you get to be very docile. You know, you're, you're like low energy, but I get I'm pretty you going. chill. Generally, I'm pretty chill unless I'm, you know, really excited about some topic. See, we got to get you that little, that little jolt and that gets you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that was great. I mean, I know you're still, we, we got to get you a little jolt and see what happens. <laughs> the heart starts going nuts is what happens. <laughs> but we got to get you back uh-huh. in the troll room. I know you've been perma banned there. Perma banned years ago. I mean, I, it's a harsh punishment. I, I recognize that, you know, I don't know what I did wrong, but I'm sure that it must've been really bad. Well, I rarely, I'm sorry. I just got ice in my mouth. Mm. I uh, rarely hear from Adam Curry, but after the uh, permaband thing, I got a message from him that said, great idea. Keep Gene out of the troll room. So, <laughs> so I just got to keep you fully out. And uh, that's been blessed now. So that's all good. But it was a good interview. People should check that out. And it's fun to troll along. It is. I don't get a chance to do it all that often. And it's like, you're just mm-hmm. trying to push the buttons. And that's yeah. it. And I yeah. thought it was funny when Adam's like, well, this is, you know, a great way. He's mentioned that in the past. I have a clip mm-hmm. of our buddy Fletcher over at hog story. When Adam did his show way earlier than he did your show, he yeah. asked him like, Hey, if you had to pick, well, no, maybe I can uh, I think I've got this. It's even better. I guess if you can all, uh, you can all hear it because Fletcher asked him a question about, Hey, if you had to pick, if you had to pick a co-host, which person would you pick let's see podcast drops i got so many podcast drops i tell you mm-hmm. oh, you do too many podcasts that's why do you think so yeah people tell me i do too many but you really do too many no i think i i don't know too many are you up to like 14 now 15 it seems like it it does seem like it uh, mm-hmm. that they just never end well i kind of figured you know i would do a different podcast every day and see if any of them stick. And so mm-hmm. far, I'm not too sure, but here's the, uh, here's the clip here. If you had to pick a, a co-host for a new show, would it be Darren or Sir Gene? Yeah, it's, it's just an unanswerable question. Exactly. It's yeah. an unanswerable question. I, um, I probably like both of them too much. You know, Dvorak and I are not actually friends. We're <laughs> awkward. We're awkward together. <laughs> um, so either one of them was totally qualifies because I just like smart people. Now, when you, when you asked Adams, you know, some, you know, he was making like, Oh, you guys, uh, wow. You guys are, I thought you guys were friends. What's this all? Cause I was trolling and he was making right, a joke right, right. Yeah. and he made the same comment. Like, well, you never want to do a podcast with somebody you like. And I'm like, Curry and the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be working out pretty oh. well. 
right? Interesting, interesting uh, catch there. Yeah, uh-huh. You never want to do a podcast with somebody you like. Well, I think there's two practical reasons for not doing one with somebody who's a good friend is because one, you want to have content, which means you shouldn't be talking to that person outside of the show so that your conversation is on the show. Right. And I, I think that's a very valid point. Um, well, yeah, because otherwise you have the deja vu. If you and I talk about yeah. a topic offside of the show, I'm like, I won't bring exactly. it up on the show because it's like, well, we talked about this. It, or you'll bring it up, but then you'll be second guessing yourself. Like, well, how much of this did we talk about before? Was right. it on the show, off show? That's why um, I can't do it. This is why everything has to be live. Yeah. Our buddy Bandrew the other day was watching his weekly show and he's like, this mm-hmm. is the third time I've attempted this. You know, he had mechanical failure. So this is the third mm-hmm. time I'm recording the show. I couldn't do it. I would be like, did I say this yet? Yeah. I remember saying it. Well, I've done it when I was doing gaming streaming that, you know, or not streaming gaming videos on YouTube. And then something doesn't work, breaks, game crashes, whatever. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. I got to redo that. It's going to take me an hour and a half. It's not just the time. It's like you're in a weird mode if you've done a whole show and then you're repeating it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like your reactions aren't going to be the same. There's just a lot of stuff, you know. Um, It's much better, I think, and easier just to not talk other than when you're doing the show together. It definitely works better. And it makes sense because then you don't repeat. You get the accurate and uh the real response to something it's yeah you don't want to really uh you don't want to really uh dissect anything more than once which is why it's more fun that way so if you're listening out there never do a podcast with somebody you like just ask your yeah. gene he'll let you come on and talk to him yeah yeah it's easy not to like me so you know it's pretty pretty straightforward we're not probably not going to be friends so you might as well do a show with me that should be the that should be the name of the show this should be like a survivor or you know more like maybe bachelor type show but that would be Uh the title we're probably not going to be friends anyway so let's do a podcast do you know who guy kawasaki is i've heard the name i don't know who he is so guy kawasaki was one of the first apple evangelists that that was a, a job title at apple back in the early days of the mac and their job was basically just to go to colleges and, and businesses and talk about all the theoretical great things that could happen if you only start using Macs. And Your he kind of got great. He kind of got famous for that. And he wrote a book called the, was it the, the Zen of Apple or the Apple way or something like that. I can't remember the title. It was many years ago. And I think he's written a few of them, but anyway, Long story short, I was at the um, podcast, ex- podcast Expo like five years ago in San Diego. It was the one that the clip that, that Adam plays is from. Uh, right. about oh, introducing the podcast and then he plays yeah, the daily yeah. source code. And, and really horrible singing. And, right. No, no, no. The, the horrible singing that was in there. Uh, but at that show, Guy was there and I went to his presentation and, you know, he's fairly successful he was an early apple guy so he had early apple stock so he's very rich at this point so now he doesn't need to write books but he still does a lot of conventions and things and he does write books but he he said in his presentation um i don't think it was even a question that was asked it just came up said you know i'm i'm always happy to see people 
and uh, that are reading my stuff and I'm happy to answer their questions. Um, but a lot of people seem to think that we're going to become friends. And I, I just want to let everybody know, like I'm in my fifties. I've got all the friends that I will ever have for the rest of my life already. Oh yeah. That's I also you're on no, the downhill slide of that. No new openings for friends. So just come <laughs> in with that assumption. And Makes I think sense. that's a very good point because, um, once you start heading closer to the end of your life than you were to the beginning of your life, uh, the, it like, you can certainly make friends, but there's a huge difference between somebody who's been a friend for 20, 30, 40 years that knows about you in various aspects of your life and somebody that you just, you know, met recently and you had some things in common and you, you just decided to, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, turn that into a, a, a friendship because all those experiences um, are going to be uh, done with, without the background of who you were and the interactions that you had with other people. Which, depending on whether or not you were an asshole in like high school or college, then it makes a difference on uh, if you want new friends or old friends. Well, yeah. I think you kind of want both, don't you? You want a mixture of both? Yeah. Yeah, Russell says it's the We're Not Friends podcast. That could work. Yeah. yeah it could. They could. There's a lot of those out there, though. I mean, not name that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are stuck together in their... Uh, in their podcast, especially if they go, if they go huge, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? It's like all of a sudden you get your podcast and all of a sudden it's making a lot of money. And then you're like, well, the person I'm doing this with sucks, mm-hmm. but the money's really good. Now, what do I do? Which I guess shows I don't hate you as much as I should because I keep doing this for no money whatsoever. Well, that's either something you should learn from or accept. That's your choices right there. We do have one donation for today. Oh, you want to read it? Our buddy Josh Mandel coming Is in he with somebody that forgot to cancel again. No, I don't think so. This was brand new because he <laughs> sent in twelve dollars and thirty four cents, and he it okay. wasn't he didn't use the button, but I figured out which show it was for because the comment was just two words, and these two words said to me, "This wasn't for Planet Rage. This wasn't for Grumpy Old Ben's. This wasn't for Random Thoughts, and it wasn't for the Rock and Roll Pre Show because the two words were mm-hmm. send ponchos." Send ponchos. Send nice. ponchos. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I did a review, but Amazon, it's been days. I don't know why Amazon is not posting my yeah, review. What the hell? I don't know what's going on there either. That's that seems bizarre. They've changed their system. I can tell you as somebody who was once uh, ranked in the top, I think it was top 500 mm-hmm. overall Amazon reviewers, which that's hard to do because there's millions of them. Mm-hmm. As somebody who was ranked that high, it used to be posted. When you posted a review, it was usually posted on the Amazon site within like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. Now it's taking days. I don't know. It's like, do they have somebody reading these things? I mean, I can't believe they would. I mean, again, I would think you would use like AI technology or something now to be like, let's look for URLs. You know, let's look for all yeah. of the deadly sins mm-hmm. that they're looking for. Mm hmm. But I can't believe that it's taking days and I can't believe that there's any real person looking at this because of our buddy Anthony Anselmo's. Uh, yeah, yeah. This review of the pod shows. It's like, OK, well, you know, any human reading this would be like, 
well, this seems off. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, I want to know where my, uh, I want to know where my uh, review is on the ponchos. It was, I thought, well, I thought it was hilarious. Well, yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to reading it for sure. I even uploaded a photo. Nice. We're going to find out if the, that would be the other thing. If anybody that is doing the Amazon moderation or whatever they're doing to Mm -hmm. decide if anybody knows what Vlad looks like, because otherwise there's going to be a picture of Vlad in the poncho with the review. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Sure. You know, that'll just, I don't think anybody would catch that, but. Uh, you never know. I, I tried to make it look a little better. I gave it a little mm-hmm. grain, you know, tried to make it look more natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see on that. But if you want to support the show, the yeah, easiest yeah, way yeah. is go to unrelenting.show. Yeah. Click that donate button. We, it is a value for value show, which I know is old school, but you just well, get to it's, decide. It's, I think it's a little old school and new school. I mean, I, we talked quite a bit with Adam about that. The, the concept of letting people decide what they want to give money to rather than sticking in ads, getting money from those ads, which are, you know, it's not a whole lot of money for a lot of ads. That's, that's the bottom line. And then having some people either skip them or complain about them or whatever. The, the idea is to have something with no ads and then based on whether people like it or not, they send money in. And then theoretically, if it's something that there's not a whole lot of interest in because you're not getting a whole lot of money, well, then you need to reevaluate whether or not you're, you want to keep doing it. Just uh, bid on a dinner with Gene. The uh, starting price, $5,000. I'd probably go dinner for less than that. That's a high starting price, man. I mean, you what would... You're like, well, one, it's going to depend on who's asking. <laughs> uh, you know, not really. I, uh, I, I think I'd probably go to dinner with just about anybody if they pick up the tab and then, you know, there's something else in there for me other than just the, the food tab. Uh, five, bucks. I have a hard, uh, Food plus five bucks. I mean, if you want to cover my Uber ride to that dinner too, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. Nice. I, I don't like we all eat. I don't care. I, my lawyer said the same thing. I remember years ago, um, because we went, I took him out to, to lunch and of course I was getting a bunch of my questions answered and he's not billing me for 700 bucks an hour like normal. So I made some comment to that regard with him. And he said, look, we all have to eat, right? So if I'm eating here and while I'm eating, I'm also answering a question for you. Maybe giving I, you a little I don't advice, care. Right? I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that has to then uh, hit the start button on the timer to charge you for that. Well, especially if you're picking up the tab and it's some nice steaks. Which, it, of course, there would be. Right. So yeah, you're not taking anybody out to any place that is, uh, you know, McDonald's. No. No, not McDonald's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I have the same attitude. I'm like, I don't, you know, I may not have a second dinner with somebody if they're boring and uninteresting as hell, but, um, uh, it's a, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's something that to me, like having food with another person is 
you don't have to twist my arm into it. Like, I don't need five grand to be talked into doing that. Uh oh, we're roboting. You got a bandwidth? What? We got a bandwidth issue somewhere. We got roboting going on. Oh, no. Uh oh. Uh oh. Right. Are we pausing? Are you hitting the pause button here? Uh-huh. I don't have anything happening. There shouldn't be anything compressing on my end. It seems to have uh, gotten back to normal. That was weird. It's about five, okay. ten seconds of the uh, of the row button. But you can leave it internet. in or cut it out. I could leave it in. It's the internet, okay. man. It's it's just the kind of weird things that happen when you're on the internet. Could could just be the CIA. Yes, we are not point to point. That is a that's true. Very much. There are white folks, hmm? and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Whoa! What the hell? Barack Obama. Where'd that man? come from? Barack Obama's audiobook. There's a few. Uh, were a few great. What? Yeah, you don't remember when you that bought came his out. audiobook? That's actually what I'm shocked at. I can't believe you bought his audiobook. Oh, I mean Barack. I love. He's from Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. You're a Chicagoian when it's convenient, and then you're not in Chicago when it's convenient. He's not really uh, from Chicago, but that's okay. Uh-huh. He, he just he's from Hawaii, there. isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Or Africa, depending on who you ask. He's from somewhere, but probably uh-huh. not here. Yeah. But there were a few of those. Uh, so have you listened to his whole audiobook, or did you just get some clips? No, those were just some. Uh, those were just some clips. Ah, there were three main ones that have been used mm-hmm. on podcasts for a long time. Like shit's getting way too complicated for me, which I think is great. But the best one I think is this one here. Wait, my bitch, uh-huh. nigga, buy your own damn fries. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, Barack Obama, man. <sighs> Barack Obama. And then, and this is actual Barack Obama. That's not yes. some yes, uh, this is not a deep fancy egg. voice technology Correct. that everybody seems to be into lately. Correct. Because I would let you. What's know the name that. of the book? Um, I don't remember which one this one's from. It's probably maybe something my of my father or something like. I think it was his first book. Oh, some of the first book. Okay, I believe so. He so. did the audio for his own first book. Yes, which I, I don't know. I was kind of surprised. Huh. Or did he hire a impersonator <laughs> to do the audio for him? See, now, if he only had this new AI stuff, he could have just like, well, I'll train my voice for 20 yeah. minutes and then it'll, uh, you know, it, it, it does work for some people much better than others. And this is what I've noticed is I've tried training it for my voice. So I don't have to get up in the morning. Have you tried the and, 11 labs when I want to try the 11? Yeah, labs yeah, yeah. One. That's the one I've, I've got a paid loan lab subscription. Yeah. And how was the quality on that one? Cause I wanted to check that. Your one voice out. is great on it. My voice, not so much. It's like, it will not work. It's there's, I think different voices have either easier or more difficult modeling. Depending on the consistency of the way you speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like Defango, the guy that I I do uh, Griffiths with, like, I think he's in the middle, like his voice, it can model better than mine, but your voice, it models way better than both of ours. What is the training method on that one? Like what do you have uh, it's to do? just just an audio file. So just give it any audio file. It doesn't have to be special words oh, or anything. A clean audio file with just one person talking. But yes. For what kind of length does it need to get a decent? Uh, does it mm, say like we two minutes? That's not bad. So two minutes. They say five. Anything over five minutes, they say, is not really not helping. Not not necessary. Yeah. Not giving you a better end result. This right. is going to be a very interesting and, world. Incidentally, this is much smaller a segment uh, than what it used to be because when I originally did train my voice for Descript, 
uh, I had to read like 10 pages of text. Right. It had to be specific text. Yeah. And it did a pretty good job, but it was meticulous training and it, you can't really use it to speak full sentences. What the descript version is best for what it's meant for is replacing a, a few words here and there. Right. To change like, and I've word. used them in probably half the episodes that I've done. I've actually used a uh, synthesized version of my voice. Um, because if I re-record, like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I have a practical example of it, but let's say that I, I used the wrong, um, the wrong word case somewhere. And generally in the beginning of the show, because I'm paying attention to that when I'm editing. So if in the first few paragraphs of the show transcription, uh, I said, you know, them instead of, um, instead of, uh, him or something and not, not like in a trans right, right. way, but like, you know, something you simple that, that was a mistake. One word, you're right. You take one yeah. word out. You're like, Oh, I said yeah. white socks instead of cubs. Okay. I can. Exactly. So in you, you could do a few things. You can just cut it out and try and edit out that whole portion. You can re-record and fix that error in post and actually record your save saying, you know, uh, White Sox or, or Cubs or whatever. Or you can use the AI trained voice to say the correct thing for you so you don't have to record. And the AI voice in the script is smart enough that it will uh, essentially listen to what you are saying up to that point so that the, the speed and the timbre and the volume oh the same word different ways you know i can i can say um you know french fries or i can say french fries right and those sound very different from each other we was robotting again i wonder if this is uh i know yesterday my internet connection actually went down for a brief period so who knows with com i know comcast keeps saying they're working on like the multi-gig stuff now by mm. that's supposed to be coming this year so i can just imagine that they're swapping out crap during the day now because that's when they want to mm. do it but this the, when that, nobody's home right when nobody's home doing anything hey i'm here i'm podcasting yeah. did yeah did you ever notice did you ever use that for a word or two and go wow this isn't acceptable or was it all like wow this is great uh i'd say it works good enough to leave in 90 percent of the time 10 percent of the time it puts the wrong inflection on the word gotcha and then sometimes i just say screw it and I'll re-record the whole sentence because that's the thing. It's it's really hard to re-record one or two words because the oh, second yeah. time you say them in post, you're uh, like something will be off. Either the pitch will be different or the speed will be different. Something will be off from the way you said it. So this is all inside baseball or in how you know sausage is made. So probably people have tuned out because they don't give a shit. But uh, the the idea is um, if if you try to match a single word, it's going to take you longer quite often than the whole paragraph. And if you record a sentence, it's going to be a lot closer because now it's going to be whichever way you do it the second time. And hopefully that, you know, end of the sentence where you take a breath is enough of a difference to sort of smoothly blend it into the conversation that originally existed. And if you can't do it with a sentence, then you just re-record the whole paragraph. But, but I can do that for myself, but I can't do it for other people, obviously, because I 
Oh, you know, this I don't is, have yeah, their this, voice. Okay, this would be the oddity then. When that is able to work for a guest and you're able to change a word, see, that is where the right. deep fakes really come in. Yeah. When it works yeah. well, did you ever just think to yourself, wow, th- while this is cool, this is weird, that it, it kind of leaves a weird vibe that the computer is changing what you're saying? No. Never thought that. When uh, you had Adam Curry on the other day, I guess mm-hmm. people are using his voice and trying to see that's where it's going to become very yeah. interesting when somebody takes someone else's voice yeah, and ends up releasing something with it where it's like, oh, look, my audio book was spoken by right. somebody that right. didn't. Well, and it's what it's going to result in is lawsuits. <laughs> yes. Because while you certainly can have uh, the the usual sort of fair use protection. Uh, for making small clips that are incidental uh, that are part of what you're doing, whether it's podcast or video or whatever else, uh, that doesn't fly if you just literally take somebody else's voice uh, that hasn't given you permission and then you literally just use them for a whole audiobook. You know, like a, a joke I posted on Nogen Social last night, I don't know if you saw it. I think I included you in there as I said, Hey, check out this uh, clip from my company doing audiobook productions. Uh, and it's a voice that I call Daryl. And of course it's your voice. So Do it's kind of like, good? well, I've, I've, I've got it. You didn't hear it apparently. Yeah. It sounded great. It, it, like your voice happens to be the type of voice. The AI has a very easy time reproducing. How is your bandwidth showing? You are really robotting again, which it wasn't. Jesus for, uh, Christ. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, it could be mine. I, I that is know. really strange. Yeah. I mean, if I was, uh, well, let me, let me ask this. This is where we break the fourth wall. Yes. And because we're recording a podcast, I'm going to ask the live listeners. You could do the same thing on, uh, on, well, on they're the, hearing uh, exactly what I'm hearing, but am I okay? So or am I, they're hearing me breaking up. Yeah. Right. Am I breaking up okay. as well is the question or just is it Gene? But, but so here's the difference is that the, the no agenda live stream listeners are hearing it through you. Correct. But people that are watching the YouTube channel right now that we're recording this on. They're not. Uh, they don't hear it through you. They hear it direct from the studio. Correct. And the comment that I just saw is both are fine on this end. Now it's just Gene for the no agenda stream. So I'm not breaking up. Yeah. So, so what it sounds like is it's on your end. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's between the two of us. Exactly. It's not between the studio and I, or you or the studio. It's between, well, I guess it is between you and the studio because we're here. You're going through the studio to get to your end. And I don't think you tagged me in this off to, I'll just pull up the Sergene account on uh, mm-hmm. no agenda social. I don't see it, but the cotton gin in uh, the mm-hmm. no agenda troll room. He created a little ISO thing, which is also very cool for listening live to podcasts because he already has an ISO posted of doing mm. anything. Hey, I'm here. I'm podcasting. Yeah. So it's like right there. He just was able by typing in the word yeah. to the troll room. You message the uh, the ISO bot with, hey, I'm here. I'm podcasting. And it uses the uh, voice. To, so I guess even it, even people that have listened to us on the podcast are not necessarily on the no agenda uh, troll room. So what the hell is an ISO? And I, well, that's what Adam calls the little isolated audio bits. It's an ISO baby. So it's a clip. Yeah. Okay. So, so somebody has a clip. That does what? 
they have the ability to make an instant ISO of what's going on on the stream by just typing in the, so it's always, I guess, recording the last X amount of seconds of the stream. Then you type in Mm -hmm. ISO and the text that you want, and it will extract that text of those words and give you an MP3 of it. So it's doing live real time text to speech using the speech to look up the, the clip duration and then extracting the clip from the stream. Like Holy shit, that's very impressive. I, that is very impressive. This is the kind of uh the kind of stuff you get with the no agenda bends, man. They know uh hmm. they know what they got. Well, going and it on. is it is mostly bends, and again, I think everyone knows what a Ben is, but in no agenda parlance, a Ben is an IT related person. And let me see it here. I've got your audio that you posted. Let me try this here. The strength yeah. of relationships between the racial composition of neighborhoods, genetic diversity. And okay, one. I sound black, which is cool. <laughs> it definitely doesn't. I mean, I can I can hear the similarity, uh-huh. but it is a little off. I mean, I can't even. I can't tell when when that's talking and when you're talking. It sounds identical to me. Okay, here's what we need to do. Somebody, if you can uh, reproduce Gene's voice, I will be willing to give you a prize package because we can have Ooh. all sorts of fun then. Hey, I'm not a saying prize package. Not I saying. might be, well, I might be going into that contest, dude. What are you kidding me? Depending what I'm the pretty prize sure I can do a good is. job. Uh-huh. You, could, you, you have the best chance, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm ho- at least I'm hoping uh-huh. to be weak relative to other factors affecting genetic diversity, possibly in part due to the recency of environmental pressures on. Yeah, that it, it doesn't. It's not. It wouldn't fool anybody. But what it does. Oh, it would fool a, almost everybody. It, no, it would not. It mm. would. Uh, it does produce, though, a very usable voice that you can use for whatever you want. Yeah, that's like you. If somebody was paying you by the minute to read something, I do, that yeah. is literally what you would sound <laughs> like. Speeding your way through, like I have, no, I, I don't care at all what this sounds like. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Uh, well, no, I mean like actually enunciating words and speaking slowly and carefully. NetNet says he thinks it sounds a little like Art Bell. Let's hear a little more. Urban wildlife populations. However, the consistency I, get, of the I can hear that. Of yes, across disparate taxes suggest that systemic racism alters the demography of urban wildlife populations in ways that generally limit population size. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's definitely some Art Bell in there. That's a very good catch. Maybe yeah. that's why this you is what have a radio pro- voice. Right. This is because you sound be. like Art Bell. It could be. Now you're going to produce this voice. You're going to sell it as an Art Bell voice, even though you trained it with my voice. Hell yeah! And then I can actually do it because he's dead. Right. He gets hard. Well, he may have a family or an estate that can uh, sue. Yes, an estate probably owns his likeness and voice. That's true. But this, oh, he, I think he would dig this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, uh, he would be forever. asking, like, where did this technology come from? Yes. We have a guest today. Whitley, would you like to yes. tell us the first time that you were exposed to artificial intelligence aboard the UFO? Yeah, it's no doubt alien technology. Yeah, I, I used to really love Art Bell. It was a great show. From the Kingdom of Nye, it's well, the it's Art sa- Bell show. Yeah, it's the same reason why you used to love uh, Morton Downey Jr., because it's just ah, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, little, a little off the beaten path. It's a little crazy, but it's, it's fun crazy. Yes, not trying I, to, you know. I've been to the Kingdom of Nye. Ooh. Yeah, I have a photo somewhere. But is it really you or is it a deep fake you? Oh, uh, back then it was definitely me. That's like 20 <laughs> years ago. 
Well, how old were you then? Then 130 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, around 130. Yeah. Much more physically fit. And uh, Emily's like, oh, just robot Gene on Podverse and Rumble. Well, she also, that, she posted when the show started, go grocery shopping with Darren and Gene. You, you haven't done that in a few okay. shows. The, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I have not done that in a while. Yes, I used to do my grocery shopping see, online while thing. we're doing the podcast. I think people not? like it. That's the funny thing. They want to they have me shop for groceries online. I just yes. did that yesterday. I don't need any groceries right now, but I'll keep that in mind for the next show. Right, they're like, let's go grocery shopping with uh-huh. and it's great. And I mean, now well, I guess the beauty gonna... of doing it on, on YouTube too is I can actually show people yes. what I'm ordering. It'd be on the screen and then you can prove right. it's not actually a bit because I'm sure some people right. think it was just a bit. Yeah, Gene says he's shopping, but no, he's not. He's just um, being dumb. Definitely shopping online while we're recording a show. Yeah. I mean, that's hilarious. Be like, which uh, which grape should I buy? Uh-huh. Uh, which ice cream? You still getting the haagen the coffee? Uh, yes. Yes. I just, exactly. I just ate that last night. I had the coffee haagen Now, here's the thing. You think chat GPT, that's something I believe it could do where you could just go, yeah, order me my groceries. And it'll just well, know. Based yes. upon your mood for the week, how much of that Hagen Dodge you ate, how much of that lemons you've consumed. But we don't need Chad GPT for that. Amazon can literally do that right now. It's very close. Yeah. Depending on if you have, mm-hmm. especially what that was one of the points of the, and I don't know if that ever became a thing, but that was the whole concept of one of these smart refrigerators. Like, oh, every time you take something out of the fridge, you scan it. So it knows it's being removed from your mm-hmm. inventory. I don't know if I, it ever got there. I used to have the Amazon buttons. Did you ever get those? I didn't, but I know what they are. The little, yeah. They so these were, something. these were literally like just buttons with pictures of products on them and a magnet on the back that you could stick on your fridge door. And then, uh, if you want to order something, it was literally a one button press and it would get reordered. And I loved them. I don't, they clearly didn't catch on. People didn't like them. But I had a big chunk of my fridge with those buttons on the outside for reordering products. My housekeeper could push buttons and just reorder stuff without, you know, needing a credit card or anything. I found it to be super handy. Well, yeah, and companies were paying big time because like, oh, Tide, it had the big logo on it. Exactly. It was a Tide logo button for Tide and, you know, whatever, whatever other branded items you had. Like it was a picture of that item on the button. They came with... uh, not like they were non-replaceable. They were basically, it'll last you for three years. And then when the battery dies, we'll just send you a new one. Right. And it was called something. I forget what, but the minute but they the stopped team, doing it, they did not last. The trial of that did not last three years. I think it ran for about nine months and then they discontinued it. Yeah. Cause on hack a day, there were some sites I remember seeing what to do with the Amazon, whatever buttons now that they're yeah. no longer, because you can still use them to trigger something. Oh, probably i mean they had wi-fi on board they were pretty cool because they didn't need a computer that was the cool thing is once it's programmed once it knows what your wi-fi network is and it knows that again from your uh alexa device being on your network already but i I always like that kind of stuff i like playing with the new crap i also had the the short-lived amazon scanner did you ever have one of those no what what did you could literally scan the barcode of anything and they would order it on Amazon. I'd never heard of that one. You must have been yeah, in the early yeah. adopter I, program. That I think lasted for probably six months before that was discontinued. But they basically said, yeah, any product in your house, if you want to order more of, regardless of where you previously bought it, 
if it still has the barcode on it, just scan the barcode. You'll get a confirmation thing and then uh, you'll get one shipped at whatever the current selling price is on Amazon. Nice. And that's even funnier is that Emily was just going shopping. She didn't know you used to do your grocery shopping online. So wasn't even the men- reason for the mentioning. She was just going grocery shopping and she didn't know mm. that it was grocery shopping with Gene on unrelenting. <laughs> it's a segment we, we need. Well, we should it, have like it a little is wait gross. It's not a segment every single show, but it is. Well, it should be. Segment. I mean, it should be part of it. So we know if mm-hmm. you're eating healthy. We're going to get on mm-hmm. your uh, your Fitbit or whatever watch you're yeah. using so we can all see who can walk more and get healthier, mm-hmm. who can consume more healthy calories, who can eat more veggies. These are all things we do here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Apple Watch is big into doing little competitions with friends kind of thing. Yeah. Like I said, I remember the last show that was Bandrew who was like, now I'm doing three hours or three miles or maybe we talk. See, this is it. We talked outside of the show. That's when I told you we should never talk outside. No, because it's very deja vu where he's like, Hey, I had a friend and we started competing and the one day he beat me. And so I got pissed. Mm-hmm. So I started walking three miles in the morning and then three miles at night. And I'm like, That's yeah, a lot. so like six miles a day, every single day, it probably is way less than people that actually like live in Manhattan walk normally. Right. If you're going from place to place or, a dude in Texas and a dude in the outskirts of Illinois. Uh-huh. That's a lot of walking. You know, I have a treadmill, which I mm-hmm. haven't used in years because it's really boring. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if you get yourself trained, the thing that mm-hmm. would probably make the most sense is you could even do it in like 20 minute segments and do that three or four times a day. Yeah. 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 And it, that would be more natural because I don't think, you know, in the, as man evolved, I don't think it was like, well, let's walk for an hour and a half and then lay in our ass for the rest of the day. Right. You were always up and about and doing yeah. something. I mean, my snake kind of does that. Right. Cold blooded. Yeah. He mostly just walks a few feet and then sleeps the rest of the day. If your snake walks, I want to see that. Yeah. They're rib walkers. That's yeah. what it's called. They really? walk. Mm-hmm. But it's slithered around. Yes. That's what people that. Don't actually know anything about reptiles. I don't. I know nothing about reptiles. We can do that on a future segment. Oh, yes. Let's completely kill any interest that people have in listening. Let's talk about reptiles. Isn't that what we were trying to do? The the number of reptologists out there is very small. A lot of people don't like them. They're freaked out by them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people just have huge misconceptions about reptiles. I don't doubt that. Yeah. They, they're not the fuzzy, furry, little fun pets. If everybody wants the cute little dog or the cute little cat. They don't look at your, uh, yeah. what, how many pounds snake is that thing? Like 10 pounds or something? 120. 120 pounds. Holy cow. Yeah. Probably weighed more than your last wife. Um, I mean, when we got together, yeah, it's about that much. <laughs> yeah. I think she was 100 and, 110 when we first met. Yeah. This may also be why people don't like, uh, the snakes. My brother-in-law had a dog. But I've had a, I've got a bunch of pictures with girlfriends holding that snake. I mean, we have to that. find so, well, the right girlfriend. The, the chicks that dig me dig the snake. <laughs> so there's very few of them out there. I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, it and is I, what it is. It, like the dogs too. The the one my brother-in-law had one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a Great Dane or what it was. You know, if it was like the Marmaduke dog, whatever. But mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was like huge, huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother-in-law made the mistake of they were sitting on like a, you know, a chair, a little whatever folding chair outside. And she yeah. had the leash and wrapped it around her wrist a couple of times. 
Because uh-huh. I mean, you could do that with, uh, you know, a chihuahua. It got dragged. Yeah. The whatever the one of the kids came home or something, the dog took off and the way it like pulled her up and out, she broke her fucking femur. Ooh. Uh-huh. Wow. Like yeah. that. Ooh. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Not- I mean, I guess. Yeah. You probably don't want to be tying anything with a dog that's that big because they can pull. Yeah. It's like a horse. Even even like a husky, they have a lot of pulling power. Hey, I need a little pulling power, Gene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or a lot. Yeah. Probably. But with that said, I mean, I think we're at that time. Are we? Are we are we getting there? Although we did start a little later, but I guess we're your wife must be home if it's that time. Well, it's very close. So I I mean there's enough time to play the outro and I'd like to ah. If I don't Very open good. the door, then yeah, I, I then I don't yes. get a ride. Well, to the we got ER. a little, that's all right. We got a little short episode, but I think we covered plenty of topics. So we'll, we'll save shopping for next time. High quality content right here. Yeah. On the unrelenting show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>